Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake's, our sponsor today, is the Texas Insider Fishing Report and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather. Galveston right now, it's 84 down on the island this morning. And I have a few clouds this morning. They'll give way to mostly sunny skies for the rest of the afternoon with a high of 88. Winds will be south-south, or actually southeast, 10 to 20. And then for tonight, mostly clear, low of 82. Southeast winds 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, sun and a few passing clouds again. High of 88. Southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour so. We're back southeast. I like it. We'll take it. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have a low that occurred at 2.07 a.m. It was a 1.5. Then we have a high coming up at 4.31 a.m., a 1.7. And then a low at 3.03 p.m., an 0.2. 7.07 a.m. is sunrise. 7.17 p.m. is sunset. Our moon phase is 28%. We're headed for our next full moon, looking at current conditions, the buoy offshore showing an east-southeast wind out there at 13 to 18 miles per hour with air temperature of 85, water temp 86. So that water temperature is slowly coming down. Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 86-degree water, a south wind at 5. And Eagle Point, 85 degrees with 84-degree water, south-southeast wind 10 to 11. Morgan's Point, nope, no report. How about that? All right. Let's head over to Sabine Lake and let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. What's up? Hey, man. Life is good in the neighborhood. Yes, sir. Good morning to you. (laughs) Yeah, good morning to you too, buddy. So fishing is uh, interesting over here right now. I've uh, I've been out a couple of times on afternoon trips and uh right. redfish redfish have been interesting caught a few trout i'm trying to make my move up north i'm a little early but um there are fish up there right and uh there's some really nice slot reds up in that area and uh in both the rivers Actually, nature's in the Sabine boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think 
the shrimp are kind of seesawing back and forth coming out of the marsh. It's almost time. The fall yeah, they're, is almost They're just on. don't go waiting for a good front, you know, good flush. That's, that's all they're waiting on. So all that's going to be happening right away. As far as birds working in the lake, I haven't seen much of that. It's, um, we're right in the middle of the transition. There's still some trout down south at Sabine Pass, um, mostly tide runners. I think the lake fish have pretty well moved up north. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a funny thing about those trout, the home girls. They, they wander around out there in the middle of the lake and they show up at odd times around the mouths of the bios, stuff right. like that. And you can't tell when that's going to happen. It, it just is what it is. They're, uh, I think what they do is they just wander around out there in the middle of the lake and every once in a while a, a big school of them will find bait somewhere close to the mouth of the bios and they'll be there for a couple, three days maybe. And then they'll disappear. They go back out. So you kind of, you kind of at the mercy of uh, whatever school just happens to show up. Yeah. But when that, when that, that first flush happens, and we've had some good low tides in the afternoon. I mean, uh, Monday afternoon was was pretty a pretty steep low tide. And uh, lots of mud banks showing, and uh, but there really wasn't that many shrimp out. So I think they're still holding way up the bows, way up the rivers, because that salt water's all the way above I ten. Right, they're just waiting on water temperature drops and all that. It's going to have to get. That's cool. it. Uh, I have seen some shrimp jumping in places, but. Um, it's, you know, it's just not quite there yet. Well, we're, we're no shortage of shrimp. There's boatloads of shrimp all in the bays, man. Up my way, too. Everybody I talk to, everywhere they fish, you're seeing shrimp like crazy. And real shallow. Way up in yeah. the shallows. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I'm seeing the same thing. Oh, I was going to ask you before I forget about it. Have you seen any red tide on the bottom end of your lake yet? No. We're getting some red no. tide along the uh, beachfront. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll look this up on TPNW's website. And it's the current status. The last uh, report about it was September 19th, two days ago. It says upper, upper Coast, Galveston Bay, and Sabine Lake. The red tide monitor, monitoring station in Freeport continues to detect red tide with concentrations fluctuating from low to moderate on inbound tides. Texas uh, Department of State and Health Services detected low red tide concentrations in water samples collected near the pass in Galveston Bay and moderate concentrations detected near the Texas City Dyke. And uh, I know... I've been getting photos all week from uh, fishermen and surfers I know, you know, in Freeport, and they said you can't even breathe, you know. And there's, 
one guy sent me a bunch of pictures of dead snook and trout, croaker, you know, all kinds of fish washed up on wow. the beach. Yeah, with their guts split open. You know, they've been dead a while. Well, I, I heard, you know, a friend of mine has, has, home, has a home down there on uh, uh, West, West Bay. Actually, he's real close to the beachfront, about 100 yards. And he said the smell was pretty unbearable down there the other day. And where's his beach uh, house at? Somewhere uh, off of um, somewhere off of West Bay, over close to the beach. Yeah. Okay. San Luis, not not all the way to San Luis Pass, but down yeah, but he's way. yeah he's on the west end down there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know why I hadn't heard anything from Sabine. You know, on the beachfront over there. But they are including this in their report, Galveston Bay and Sabine Lake, Upper Coast. Now, that must but, be uh, what happened, the red tide. Because he, he, he called me and told me about that. He said, I didn't walk to the beach, but he said I could smell the fish, dead fish down there. Mm-hmm. So, well, see, I was talking to Hammer last week, <laughs> Glenn Hammond there. You know, he lives right there off the beach, and he said it was the smell was unbearable. See, they had a kill earlier this year with a lot of menhaden and shad and everything coming out of the Brazos and, come, you know, working its way with a current down the beach. But uh, this yeah. is totally different. This is – that was oxygen deprivation, and this right here is due to the red tide. But it's been a hot year, you know, and it's real salty, not a lot of rain, and uh, we've seen this before. I remember one year – Yeah. I couldn't even fish the back of East Bay this time of year. It got so bad back there. I was running and heading back there to go wade fish, and, and that wall of uh, eye burning and breathing, you know, you just couldn't breathe it. I had to turn around and go back trending and fish. Golly. It was bad back there. I think it was coming in through rollover then. Well, it won't do that now. And I can't even remember. <laughs> that was so long ago, I can't even remember what year it was. I'd have to look in yeah. log books, even if I wrote it down. I don't know. Well, that's uh, that's evidently. Going hey, it's on. one thing after another, isn't it? It's always something. <laughs> always something. Yeah, there's a there's a never-ending story. The ocean is a live body of water. Yes, and it's it's <laughs> always changing, and it's always throwing something at you that you <laughs> you have to deal with. It's either a hurricane or something like that, or, you know, red tides. Now, you know, all kind of bacteria. Right. They still do bacteria alerts every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll tell you when McFadden Beach down there has got a high concentration of bacteria. And, I mean, it's always something. You're right. But... The lake itself seems to be in real good shape. I haven't I haven't driven to the beachfront in a good while, but uh, I haven't really heard anything about a fish kill over here yet. So yeah, we'll see. Somebody will go down there and look. Yeah, this all is, kinds. Of- it's just something natural that happens. You know, Florida gets it a lot worse than we do most of the time, but. Uh... You know, he sent me a video and some pictures, and there was snook and pompano and croaker and, you know, trout. 
but I mean, it, it's not like it's millions of them. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if uh, if the snook that were coming up this way uh, even survived the freeze, last couple of freezes. Yeah. I mean, a friend of mine actually caught a snook up in uh, the up around, uh, oh, I think it must have been above the reserve fleet area in the Natchez mm-hmm. River two years ago. Oh, me. Now, that that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the picture. He said he That's a long way from the gulf right there, buddy. He said, what is this? I never caught a fish like this before. <laughs> I texted him back and said, that's a snook. Where'd you catch that? He said, in the, in, uh, up above Needleland up there in, in the Natchez River. I'll be trying there. to catch redfish and cause a snook. Looked like <laughs> about four pounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it could happen. Surprise. And, that, and in that deep river, I mean, they could survive in there. Yeah, they like uh, bayous and channels and rivers and stuff like that. You know, if the you know salinity's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to be able to catch one. To say I did it. Went all the way to South Texas one time. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, a couple of guys. We tried to go to. We tried to go catch one and. Uh, we had a bad storm come up and run us off. My wife had a couple of blow-ups on topwater bait and a uh, pretty good-sized snook. And then we got chased off by a bad thunderstorm. Another we'll issue figure. you have to deal with on the coast. <laughs> That's something. it. Weather dictates everything for us. It, uh, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. You just got to roll with it. Part of fishing, man. Let me knock this break yep. out, Bill. I'll be right back to you, buddy. Hang on a second. Okay. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 417 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. I ran into an in- interesting situation the other day. Right. Uh, I had I had some fish on a falling tide, and they were coming up out of the river. Right. Uh, and that they were holding somewhere around six feet to seven feet deep, mm-hmm. and they were actually suspended just off the bottom. And uh, we kind of stumbled in there on a flat and uh, was casting pretty much, you know, across the wind and into the river. And that, as that soft plastic bait would sink down, uh, you'd get hits. And uh, when the tide started slowing down and actually almost stopped, uh, that's when that's when they just quit biting. You could fool around with them and get them to mouth the bait mm-hmm. and you'd hook them just a little bit and they'd jump off every time. Yeah. And that that's a funny thing about how that works. Lip hooking, man. I hate that. 
oh, shoot, I bet you I lost seven trout in a row <laughs> and, uh, and a, a couple of reds. They actually didn't get hooked very well either. That's when you know they're and, not bad when you're losing reds like that. Oh, heck yes. I mean, it just was, uh, we were throwing those K-Wiggler ball tails, a four-inch, and uh, kind of a contrast color. It was a, well, actually, it was a purple with blue flakes and a white tail. Something Imagine you that. love to throw. Imagine <laughs> <You know>? that. <laughs> Imagine that. And, uh, you know, we still had some pretty good light penetration. And the water was fairly clear. It's that dark tea stain clear, and you could see mm. down about three feet. And those fish, they were holding just below the light zone down there, you know, yeah. just, just below where, he, where they could hide. And that I'm, I just kept on getting strikes and getting frustrated and getting strikes and getting frustrated. And it, literally they would mouth the bait, push the bait, grab it, let it go, and every once in a while, if you got your timing right, you'd stick them, and then they'd just come up to the top and jump jump off. And uh, and that tide current slowing down like that and almost stopping, and they just were milling around. They weren't actively feeding at all. That's that's a perfect example. Of yeah, how that's aggravating. Now you'll hook them in that top lip when they're doing that, and then it'll rip. And you got yeah. that big gap in there, and then when they jump, I mean, there's no way to keep. And sometimes it'll just tear loose. It'll be like a string hanging there, you know, when their lip rips. Yeah, that's that's exactly what was going on, and uh, that that was frustrating me. We had caught several good reds, you know, slot reds. They they were running somewhere between twenty two to twenty seven inches, just really the right size, you know. All right. Not not those not those big headed rubber lip ones. Big old school bus reds. Yeah, <laughs> dump trucks. <laughs> we got them over truck. here, man. Jeez. But uh, the fishing fishing's good. I just uh, just need to be able to get out there a little bit sooner, a little bit more. Yeah. But that's uh, I haven't been doing too many afternoon trips, but here lately I've ran three. And uh, they've been interesting every time, but you got to. Hopefully, that tide keeps moving. Now, the Sunday afternoon we actually had a tide change. Right? Oh, I guess it was probably hour and a half before dark, and we were up on the north end, and that tide started pushing in on the flat. And within within twenty minutes, it had come up about. Oh, darn near a foot. I mean, it, you know, it was right on the front end of that tide surge. And it was pushing through a gap in a levee wall. And, man, there was sharks in there. There was trout in there. And there was redfish in there. And that water was, oh, the whole flat maybe coming from the intercoastal was probably about two foot deep. And uh, when that tide surge came, they moved in probably off the intercoastal and uh, moved right in there and started running around that gap. And right there where the wash hole was, it was five foot deep. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, maybe 50, 60 foot wide, that break in that levee wall. And, man, 
there was some fish in there. That was a, that was interesting too. Usually you'll think about you know falling tide coming out of a gap bringing bait like that, but this was on the incoming, and uh, we just throw up in that wash hole and steady getting bites. That that was a fun afternoon. Interesting stuff. You think uh, you think you know everything you need to know about all that water flow stuff, and next thing you know. You're learning something. Yeah, like throw your change up or a curveball. <laughs> yeah. Fishing. But it's, uh, it's fishing. We're sick individuals. That's why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always, there's always something to learn out there. Oh, yeah. And uh, You got any kind of fishing savvy to you at all, you know, just keep your eyes and your ears open, your nose working good, and you'll... You'll stumble up on something. Read the water, it's man. Not, it's not rocket science. It's just it's not. It's all about all about observation. And usually, you you know you you learn something like that, and then it, you've got it. Mm-hmm. And you learn when to go when to go to those places and when not to go to those places. You know, you, you, once you get it, you got it. So it's been a it's been a lifelong experience for me, and I sure have enjoyed the ride. Oh, I wish I had all the miles and uh, money back in gasoline that I've spent in Galveston Bay chasing the tides. <laughs> yeah, and that's something we do here a lot. Yeah, I uh, follow that water, man. You've got, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll read my tide chart down at uh, Sabine Pass. Uh, and then two hours up the lake, you still got tide flow, you know. I'll tell you the weirdest place in our bay systems up around Round Point, you know, up in the Anahuac Pocket. Yeah. I can actually go up there and be fishing an outgoing tide and then run down towards Smith Point or the other side of the bay and catch an incoming tide. <laughs> well, yeah. It's coming in down south and over on the west side but it's going out up in that northeast corner it's crazy man yeah yeah we do that all the time yeah it's uh you you tie the difference you know from one end of sabine lake to the other if you got a low tide all the way down at the bottom of sabine lake right around the causeway bridge you've probably got another three hours of tide if you go all the way to the top so you know it's still it's still going, still going, and that's that's how we we'll chase that tide. We'll run it. Yep. Follow the tide. Just keep going up, up. Just keep going up, 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 up. Or if it's if you're looking for an incoming tide, you know, it starts in down down Start below, down, down south, down and then follow it north. Follow it north. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's. But you have to figure all that out. You know, I mean, we've got some really good tide tables now that show you when it's going to start falling oh, yeah. heavy and all that kind of good stuff. But well, they got all uh, the graphs on there. I mean, you can look it up on your machine, you know, on your GPS. Yeah. But I rarely ever, I rarely ever look at it. I've learned when to go and what to right. do. So, you know, 
people show me that, they go, oh, well, isn't that cool? That's interesting, man. I look at those crab trap floats and and buoy markers and all that. Look at the current here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, once you figure that out, that's uh, that's something that you've got more fishing time. Yep. Just got to burn gas, like you say. That's it. I had a lot of that money back. But anyway, that's uh, that's what we're doing over here right now. We're right in the middle of the transition. Well, we go through it every year from fall. I mean, from spring to summer and uh, summer to fall. Yes. You get but, that uh, weird bite and just uncooperative schools and all that, and then all of a sudden, buddy, they just light up and said, "Look at here." Yeah, I'm in fish heaven. They're going to be, they're going to be on shrimp pretty quick. And there's there's a lot of fish up that intercoastal sward orange. There's a lot of fish up the Natchez, way up there. We've had a good salty year, and uh, I'm sure we've got off a really good spawn. Every every one of the trout females I'm catching are are spawned out. They're, they're pretty hollow. See, we're catching a lot of they're, fish that are just bloated with eggs right now. We're going we're gonna to have a good October spawn. Full moon, you watch. Seen it before? I mean, that's yeah, it, it, six months out of the year this year. I mean, all you know, you just catch fish. All the females are got semi-mature eggs or they're bloated. with. I mean, it's just crazy how many uh, spawns you can get out of, especially these smaller fish, the ones that are just barely keepers. They're loaded with eggs. Yeah, isn't that something? That's, uh, there, there's, that stretches out over a I long I think these fish go in emergency mode, you know, when they've been hurt, you know, and depleted. And they, yeah. uh, it's like they go into emergency mode and they just stay full of eggs all year. They're just squirting eggs all year. Especially with the salinity levels like they are now, where yeah. the eggs are buoyant and can be fertilized properly and pushed into the marshes and, you know, on the incoming tides. And then here we go. See, we had so many years of just severe flooding, we didn't get those spawns off that we're accustomed to. That's hurt us no. a lot, man. That, uh, you know, the areas where the salinity level stayed up through that time frame you know like west bay and chocolate and all down on that end they got good spawns off and that's why they're they're they've just had better fishing on that end because they've they've had more fish to work with you know and have been raised right. coming up uh, a, a speckled trout are so prolific their spawn stretches over such a long period of time and it's just amazing to me how, <laughs> but you have to have recruitment. You have yes. those major floods like and, that. And a lot of these uh, young fish that we're catching, all these immature fish that we've been catching all year long, they're getting close to being keepers. Yeah. You know, and uh, that that came from a really good spawn last year, you know, because our, we That's didn't right. have all that severe flooding. Just yeah, they're there. out there eating. They're eating and growing all the time. That's and all they do. I'm, I'm, there is a 
pile of 14-inch trout in Sabine Lake. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of them. Same over and, here. And there's, yeah. And I think they'll, uh, you know, they'll get there probably by November, December. There'll be some of them will make that extra yeah. inch. They, they grow fast. They really so hopefully, do. You know, two good salty years under our belt, and I think we're, uh, we might have turned the corner here. It'll help. It's going to be really yeah, it will. But you have to have recruitment. Every year, you get a lot of mature fish taken out, and then you got to have something to replace it with. Well, and that's the deal. That long, yeah. that long spawn like that. I don't really know exactly how long those trout do spawn, but somewhere, it's somewhere in the neighborhood in our area of the uh, the, the northern part of the Gulf, I think it's somewhere around first uh, of May, middle May, through who knows when, maybe September, October. Yeah. But um, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. And then redfish, yes, it is. Uh, redfish, don't the redfish spawn in the surf somewhere along uh yeah, they work these passes like, you know, now, you know, September and October. and uh, Yeah, early August through, right. through September, October. Yeah, they've got about a three-month window, too. So, it, yeah, I think, like you say, it can stretch over a little bit if the conditions are right. Now, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. But I, I did talk to a uh, one of the uh, Fish and Parks and Wildlife people. They actually are doing some tracking over here. They've got uh, they've been planted some trout, and uh, they're actually monitoring their movements around in the bay. Right. They've got they've got uh, they've got a little bitty implants and on the trend transmit a signal mm-hmm. and they've got listing stations around the lake so it's <laughs> they're actually tracking and I, I i did not know that but i, I talked to one of them the other day and they uh they're doing some actual fish movement surveys and that that's uh that's boy that's to me that's interesting stuff uh, i'm gonna try to contact him again here before too long and see what they're finding. But they've been doing this for several months now. Right. They're probably doing it over at Galveston, too. Uh, I hadn't heard, but I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm not that plugged yeah, in good. anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not either, but uh, I used to talk to one of the biologists over there quite a bit. When I first started, I think he might have retired. <laughs> yeah, the only sure ones we see are the the uh, Creel Survey guys as doc, and we end up chewing them out. <laughs> Why weren't you here yesterday when everybody was catching fish and the weather was good? Y'all show up today and it's thirty miles an hour and nobody's catching nothing. Uh, that's, that's the way right. it works. All right, Bill, I got a roll, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, man, give them some info, bud.
409-673-9211. Or fishtobeanflake.com. Got a few open dates coming up in, in the fall, so just call me and let me know. All right. Always, you have always, a good one, always okay, a pleasure. Buddy. I'll check in with you Saturday morning. We'll go from there, buddy. All right. Good deal. See you, man. Take care. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And, you know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune into Texas Insider Fishing Report. That's Thursday nights at 1030 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest, and you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. What happens, this show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. In Texas Insider, they break down the state into six regions. You have three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts and three saltwater for the guys who want to go out and catch trout and reds inshore or go offshore and catch tuna, wahoo, and marlin. So join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night at 1030, Friday mornings at 7 and 5 p.m., on Valley Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 438. Let's go up to Lake Conroe and check in with the fish dude, Richard Tosh. Richard, what's up? How you doing? Not a lot, Mickey. You know I'm good. I'm good. I'm just ready to get back on the dang water. I know you are. Well, how's your rehab going? Uh, That's rehab. I'm out cutting trees with a chainsaw. Well, that don't sound like (laughs) there's anything wrong with you if you're doing that. Hey, I cut cut up two trees this week, too. Oh, my goodness. Hey, there's trees dying everywhere, man. I mean, I... Out by my house, I'll drive to go somewhere, and I get to looking, and I'm going, look at all the dead trees, I'll tell especially you what, pines great. and magnolia trees, man. I'm telling you, these I'm losing a bunch of oaks around here. I will tell you what, these these rascals are they're just dropping dropping left and right because you know my out. oaks look good, and and the pecans kind of look kind of bad. They lost all their leaves and shed their pecans. They've been doing that yeah. since June. I'll tell you what, though, it's, still it's crazy. That's that's a good thing. These are these around here, though. I mean, I got I lost a couple of really big oak trees, so right, it's. Uh, I know, I know. It's just it's the you mighty know, oak. Of, I guarantee you, you don't get enough water on them. Them rascals, they'll they'll, they'll go. That's for sure. But but that's I figured. You know, them rehab people. I told them, said that's enough of this. I got rehab <laughs> at the house. So I can just go cutting on some trees and start working through it. Well, to, you better watch it. No, I am. I went to my went to my uh, hip doctor the other day, and he he goes, "Well, how's how's this and that going? You doing this and doing that?" And I said, "Well, uh, he's wanting me to step sideways or spread my legs out sideways." So I'm doing that when I'm climbing over these trees, and he's shaking his head like, "What in the heck?" And I said, "Well, that's the, just that's the way it is. I'm I'm already back in the game, so." It's Saturday. I'm gonna go out and do a little bit of fishing, and and uh, you know, get. I'll be done with stuff around here. Done with done as I'm gonna be with stuff around here anyway. And then next week I'm gonna start running some trips. So we'll be we'll back in the game. Yeah, I went so in to awesome. do one of them rehab checkups on my knee and everything, and uh, 
They said, man, you're coming along good. What are you doing at home to, to strengthen that knee like that and your tissue around it? I said, I'm wade fishing every day. Oh, there you no. go. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I still had stitches to... in it, and I couldn't stand it, man. We had a big trout run going on, and I just jumped off in the water and waded wet. Hey, that's that swimming pool therapy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Walking in the mud. And <laughs> ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. It kind of reminds me of, of duck hunting over here on Livingston. Boy, I'll tell you what, you get out there and jump out and sink knee deep in silt. <laughs> That'll give you a workout. Uh, you boy, need to come get the marsh down here where you go to your waist. You almost have to oh crawl out. Oh, my gosh. Do yeah, the alligator crawl, man. I heard that. I heard that. Well, I, I won't do I that anymore. Me. Those days are gone. I guarantee you they're gone for me. I'm not going to jump out in nothing well, like that's that. That's why I, I go balls. now. I, I book a guide and do one of them executive hunts. You can hunt in your house shoes, man. They pull you right that's up right. behind. You just step in and start shooting. There you go. There you go. That's the way to do that. There ain't no Let them do like, the work. I'm done with that. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that's that's me, too. I mean, it's, that's just like whenever... At doing saltwater fishing and stuff like that, that's I've done got to where that's all I do is get me a guide, let him take take and show me where to go, instead of trying to figure it out for myself. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. When you're trying to figure it out for yourself, but but that's all right. On and up here on this freshwater, I'm still in the game. I know what's going on. There ain't no doubt about it. This water just needs to get a little bit more water in the lakes. Well, I tell you what, they're they're dropping. They're just thinking, what's your lake level right now up there? It's still about two foot low right now. About so. two foot. Well, that ain't too bad. No, it's it could not be a lot bad. worse. It definitely could. It could be like 2010, 2011, where it's eight foot. So yeah, I remember when it got low then. That was nasty. It was. I tell you well, what, boy, Colorado, that lake bounced back once it all that. All that uh, vegetation and everything grew on all those shorelines, and then the water came oh, back man. up. Man, that's, that's great. Just what the doctor ordered. I guarantee it gave them fish places to hide and everything, and you'd get so in there good. and get to beating on them, and, and you still couldn't get to all of them, but, but uh, had them old cena bean bushes grow up. When they got all grown up, boy, you could get off in there and, and catch some fish all in between them. I, I remember taking... Back in, I was taking me a big old heavy spinning rod with some big heavy braid, and, and we had a bunch of willow trees that had grown up around the lake too. And that water got up in them. You take a take a frog and chunk it back up in there as far as you could chunk it. You couldn't see it. Just all you had to do was wait wait on that thing to blow up. And mm-hmm. just, when that line tightened, just go to jerking on them. Cause you can't. I could I couldn't get a bait caster to cast it up in there as far as I wanted to without backlashing. Because you're always going to hit some trees. Oh but yeah! You take your big old spinning reel and load it up with some heavy braid, and take that frog and just chunk it as hard as you can, and get it to bounce off every tree in there, and, and then start popping it out of there. Boy, that was fun stuff there. But it's uh, we'll get some more of it for long. There ain't no doubt. But right now, that old that old grass all up in them creeks and everything. So it's I just need to figure out where them big fish are in that grass. There's another some in there. You know, that's, that's what's that's what gets me every time I get to fishing that dang old grass. I can't find the big ones, but I can find find some smaller fish. But just those, you know, big five, six, seven pounders. I just can't can't get them rascals to to get up in there. But out out on the outer edges, they're they're still hanging out there. So yeah. that's you know that's one of the things. They're on that deeper edge, and that 
you know, it makes sense because of water with the water falling, you know, typically and I've said it all along. When the water comes up, fish go shallow. When it, when it's dropping, they're always on that deeper edge. So, you know, they don't want to get trapped up in any anything that they can't get out of. You know, that's that's one of the things. That's what always amazed me about down there on the coast. You know, you get those little potholes out there. When the tide comes in, boy, they're full of fish. When it goes out, they're all gone. Those fish know when that water moves, and they know when to get get out. So, they get in there and and they'll they'll hunt for all the all the food they want while it waters up and when it gets down boy they know we better get out of here and you get a few of them that trapped in there but but not not a big old herd of them like you'd expect but but uh it's it's all good i hadn't been paying much attention to these duck hunters though i don't know how them teal been running so that's good teal season's been good everybody on been, been pouring the coals to them man well, I've seen a few flights, but I hadn't heard anybody talk about shooting any of them. So that's that's one of the things, especially on you know, it's like on Conroe. You know, everybody always asks me, "Hey, can you duck hunt on Conroe?" Well, yeah, you're limited to certain areas, and so you also have to have that Type Two permit where you're hunting a national forest. So that's one thing about Conroe duck hunting. You can only yeah. hunt like on the north side of Caney Creek, on the north end of the lake, in certain areas. It's all national forest hunting. And uh, I wouldn't even do it. That's the thing. I wouldn't even. There's too many people fighting for two little spots. Yeah, you know, plus go, you're go. dealing with the federal government, you know, just for uh, you, where you're hunting, have to have the Type 2 permit, not to mention you're shooting a federal migratory game bird. And, yep. Uh, you, better, you better be wired right and tight. I, guess, I guarantee you, don't, boy. Don't have no hiccups. <laughs> you don't uh-uh. mess with the feds, man. No, not at all. But I'll tell you what, that's, you know, one thing about it, there's those ducks know the places where they can't be hunted. I promise you that. I promise you they do. Rest areas where nobody <laughs> hunts. Here, there's, there's one year I went off into Weir's Creek. The back of Weir's Creek has is, got houses lined up on both sides. I was going back in there to pick some people up. And, man, that, that whole thing was covered up. When they got up as I was coming in there, they blacked out the sun. Oh, I yeah. I mean, it was... There was a bunch of them in there. They knew dang good well. They up, man. <laughs> Promise you they were. Well, them rascals all in there. But you get over <laughs> in the areas where they get hunted, it's something else. And then, then you've got, you know, like the fishermen a, a couple of years ago, those fishermen out there, they want to go out there and get up there where they're duck hunting and everything. So you got a battle between duck hunters and fishermen. So, Oh, you I, see that on the bay, man. Guys will have bay blinds and wade fishermen coming through their decoy spread and popping away and running their ducks out it's hey it's always yeah uh, it always but is but that's hey that's public access public water that's right that's right that's what it's all about but you just got to respect each other's distance you know that's the thing yeah. just stay a couple hundred yards off them decoys you'll be all right yeah. they can't reach you with them shot that shot then yeah they can spray you down but it won't hurt too bad Nah, it don't hurt too bad. Yeah, just don't look up. That's the main thing. Get too don't close, look it look up. like you got the measles when they get through with there it. There you go. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee. I've been sprayed several times. Oh yeah. I mean, Especially dove hunting and quail hunting. Oh yeah, my gosh, happens. yes. All yeah, right, buddy. No well, I got to roll out of here, Richard. If somebody wants to give you a call about fishing this fall and winter, how they get a hold of you, man. 
Well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me, 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Toots Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishtootx.com or just check out the webpage, fishtootx.com. All right, buddy. Richard, have a good one. Good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Later. All right. Now let's go down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, what's up? Morning, Mickey. How are How you? you going? Oh, it's going good. How are you doing? That's the same old stuff. Just like mm-hmm. an old broken record. Everything's the same. Fair to middling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but between this, uh, between this fishing and uh, and pulling for the Astros, it's enough to wear an old man down. Oh, that game had me on the edge of my seat yesterday. Uh. Boy, how about Javier? He looked like the old Javier yesterday. He was he was strictly business. Yeah. Well, I don't know, boy. That team that we're playing, they're they're pretty impressive. Yeah, and they're young. Oh, and you look through all their lineup, all their batting averages, and we're we have better averages per player than they do. But those guys, they have timely hitting. You let a couple of them get on, they're going to score. I mean, they're going. Somebody's going to get a key hit. Yeah. What do we leave? Twenty. Twenty-one or twenty-two uh, runners stranded in scoring position in two games against them. I mean, we just don't yeah, get those crazy. timely hits. Except when you put your young guys in there, like Yiner Diaz and Dubon. Oh, Dubon, man, there he is. I'll never cuss that guy ever again. <laughs> he won it for him yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't try to kill it. If you got an outside pitch, he'll just reach out there and slap it in the right field. That's hitting. Yeah. Now, that's the way Pete Rose made a living. He made a pretty good living at it. All-time hit king. Just he punch didn't try it. to kill it. He just punches it. Find him a hole. Yeah, man, he was something else. Wow. Keep the line moving. Get him on base. Well. We're down to the stretch. We'll see if they're going to get hot or not. Well, Whatever we, we need to go is. into Kansas City and take three straight games off of them before we start that Seattle series. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll and see we may do it. We're on the road. That's our, you know, we're playing 500 ball at home. Yeah. I don't it's understand crazy. that, but. I don't understand. Neither it, does Dusty. He hasn't figured it out yet either. He's banging his head against the wall. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. It's about like the fishing, Mickey. It's uh, nothing hot and heavy over here. I guess uh, we're still waiting for that transition. You know, we're on the edge of it. Yeah. Anytime now. And we've had some low tides, really low tides in the daytime. Mm. Right. They fall out. Uh, where's that equinox tide we're supposed to be getting this time of that's, year? That's coming up. It's fixing to start. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll be yeah. cussing it because the water's too high to wade where you too have high. to. You have to go yeah. wade places that are normally dry. Yeah. I like that kind of fishing. Put that water up in the grass. Let's get in there tight. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Sling in little spook juniors down that shoreline and see what happens. I'm ready for it. The uh, 
Back in the day, we'd throw super spooks because we had monsters to eat it. <laughs> now you got you got to size down a little bit, get you bites. My garage is full of super spooks. Jesus, that's uh, that's what we like to throw. That's what worked for us. That's it. Big old super spook, bone color super spook. Bone, and uh, take yeah. a permanent marker and uh, paint half of it black and call it Shamu. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to get real fancy, put a red head on it. Yeah. Hell, they like them red heads. Or a yeah. carrot head, you know, an orange one. Right. Now, these fish over here are just in certain places, just like they are everywhere mm-hmm. else, I guess. So right. They're not everywhere. You know, we got a, a guide's cup coming up Tuesday. and uh, uh, Y'all you already know, had one this year, didn't you? No. No, we got one Tuesday and then another one uh, in October. Okay, yeah, because I, uh, I knew y'all had two a year. Yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting because uh, fishing ain't been that great. <laughs> we'll <No>. see. <laughs> We've seen better days. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And we'll be fighting the fish a few spots, I guess. I don't know. I'll look around Monday and see what I can do. I ain't going to worry about it like I normally do. But I don't know. I guess when these shrimp come out of the marsh, we'll, you know, it's what we're waiting for. And I guess it'll come soon enough. But in the meantime, it's just a grind, a hard grind. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is September. Yeah, we've been saying that every month. Thing is saving you know, everybody. The redfish are saving everybody's days, you know, right now. Yeah, we're not catching those little ones like we were last year at this time. I mean, we're catching a few, but last year, yeah, y'all were y'all were know, nuking them rats. They'll all, all be slots this year. Yeah, they ought to be. Now they may have already been caught this summer. Well, they may have been. Oh, and I was going to ask you. Uh, about Sweeney's uh, boat got hit by lightning the other day at the cleaning table? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Let's see, was it Saturday or Sunday? I get my days all mixed up. But uh, we had a heck of a, uh, a storm come through, a lightning storm. And, uh, right. There was probably every every boat slip was, they were all up at the cleaning table cleaning fish. Right. And, uh, and that storm came through and... Uh, I don't know. There was a pole on the end of one of the docks. I don't know whether it ricocheted off that pole or not, but it hit one of the rods. Uh. I mean, it shredded it. The rod looked like hair, like the hair off your head. It shredded it like that. and uh, Right. It knocked out everything on the boat. And I hadn't talked to him since. I know he took it right into the shop. And I don't know what the results are. I'm sure it's going to get rewired and all new harnesses, everything. I've seen them where there wasn't nothing but burnt copper, no insulation left on all the wires, dashboard, under the engine, cowling, everything. Yeah, I've seen it where the motor never runs good again, too. You never True. know. That's it. Yeah. Hope he's got good insurance. Anyway. Brand new boat, too. Oh, that bites. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're lucky that We're lucky that nobody got hurt. That's true. The boat can be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Things All happen. All right, Charlie you P. Long enough, you'll see it. All right, man. Well, go Astros. We have got an off night tonight. I'll be in a good mood in the morning. I won't be all stressed out. Somebody, somebody <laughs> wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you. How they get a hold of you, Charlie? Call me on my cell phone seven one three seven two five two four zero one. All right, buddy. Have a good day, Charlie. Good talking to you, man. Take care, Mickey. Later. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. Time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 